After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Today is October 10, 2005. This is Evan's Journal coming to you live from Honolulu, Hawaii. It's been a little while since I did the last journal and I don't know, it's been, I think I'm going to average about two per week. It's just too tough to keep up with uh, daily stuff and then I want to make sure that I have relevant content so I don't want to just be doing a journal just, just because. The title of this journal is called Raising Successful Children and that's something that I think a lot of us are thinking about at this this point in time. I am turning 33 in November, and I have a almost three-year-old. He's he's turning three in in November, and then a four-month-old. And the thing that constantly comes into my mind is how do you raise these kids properly? You know, one you want them to you know be, have have fun and be ethical and 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 all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, I want to be able to have the kids become successful. And what I mean by successful is is you know have a full life something that they're passionate about doing uh financially avail uh, financially able to do what they want to do and and then have the confidence that they can you know give back to the community and and be good citizens so what exactly is that is that mix you know how and that's kind of the thing that I'm I'm thinking about when we're interviewing these people is, is what did their parents teach them? You know, what whether it was talking to them or just showing them by example or whatever, what was it that they learned in order to make them hit the levels of success? I guess that's something that we're going to need to see. And that's something that I think I'm going to be asking them more about in the future. The issues that we're having online nowadays are tracking issues. I've been having, I, I for some reason I cannot track unique visitors uh, in order to track the unique visitors and what that means by unique visitor is a person that comes to your website that uh, did not come before so you have unique visitors and then you have returning visitors meaning that someone who has come there and is returning and is not a brand new person so these are what we call metrics and we use these to track and see how we're doing if we have growth um, just kind of benchmarks more or less the thing about doing the unique visitors on, on our site is that we have to drop a cookie on top of them, which is a little bit of information on their side. And and then every time they come back, we access that cookie and it, it tells us you know, who they are. But we, we don't want to drop cookies because a lot of people have their cookies off or their security higher because of spam and uh, you know, spyware and all that kind of stuff. They, they they don't want that kind of thing, and it's not really an accurate number. See, we played around with it for a little bit, and we noticed that the unique visitors wasn't really the the counts just all got weird. So, I'm basically just using sessions, and and that's how many times somebody is coming there with from a unique IP address and browser, and then. It doesn't have any pauses longer than 30 minutes, and that's called a session. It seems to be a little bit more accurate, so I don't know. We'll see. But if anyone has any suggestions on that, please email me, 
horse before the carriage is is the next topic, and this has been coming up quite a bit. Um, I get I get into these discussions with people when they're saying, "Oh, well, you know, it's so easy for so and so to talk like that because they're already wealthy," or "It's so easy because you know they they've already made it." One that really sticks out in my mind is at the radio station. We were talking about Dwayne Carisu, and I, you know, I was mentioning the philosophies, and the person at the radio station said, "Yeah, but don't keep in mind that Dwayne was retired by 40, so it's real easy to think that way." And that kind of bugged me because I was thinking, you know what? Does it? Is that what happens? You hit that certain point, and then you get that kind of thought process. So I asked Dwayne. I went and asked him, and I asked him in the interview also, and he said, "No, that's not that's not how it is." You have to think that way first, and then the other things are as a result of it. So it's not, I'm doing well, so I have a good attitude. It's, I have a good attitude, so I'm doing well. Does that make sense? And these are things that I've been fighting with with my own self because for a number of years there, I always thought the same that same exact way. It's in that I will have a good attitude or I will be positive once I become successful. But you have to have that attitude. You have to be positive before you become successful. And I think that's really where these interviews start coming in because hanging out and spending personal time with the right people really makes the biggest difference. Uh, there's a saying that says you become who you hang out with, and and you can see that in in uh, teenagers especially. You know, you see a, a pack of teenage girls and they all dress alike, they look alike, they talk alike. Same with the guys. You know, I mean, they you hang you be, you become who you hang out with, and that's one of the interesting things about this show is that if you can hang out with truly successful people, meaning that one, they're financially doing very well, but two, they have a purpose and a sense and a social um, consciousness that allows them to gain the fulfillment that they need as well. And hanging out with people like that, even if it's for short amounts of time, getting their perspective and, and uh, their energy or their spirit, you might call it, can really truly make a difference. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to start turning out as we progress along with this program. Another thing that's been coming up quite a bit is people that these, you know, you ask them, what is it that, that makes you successful? And they say, well, the, we don't really look at it as trying to, you know, trying to make money. Most of them don't look at it that way. Some of them have been, you know, just purely op- opportunistic, but a lot of them, they define what they do by what they're passionate about and then by who they want to work with and working with interesting people that they like and they can they trust and working on interesting projects is much more important than chasing down the buck. And as a result, they do really well and, and things kind of fall into place. So this is something that came up in the book Good to Great and I really want to touch on this because it's first who, then what. Deciding first who to work with and the right people that can, you know, form the right team, and then deciding what to do. And uh, Jim Collins in Good to Great calls it driving the bus. He said if you get, if you if people only get on the bus because of the destination of where the bus is going, meaning the what, then when the bus changes direction, they're going to get off because they got on because of the direction. If they get on the bus because of the people that they're working with then if the bus changes direction, it doesn't matter that much because they got on because of the people. And that is starting to shine through very, very clearly within these interviews.
definitely definitely a pattern evolving from that and it will be another interesting thing to to um think about i had a pretty long conversation today with john DeMello at the mountain apple company uh Etriel, which is our other company is working on their commerce site looking at redoing the um layout and the look but the other things that we were talking about were kind of what inspires people and what rekindles their passion he was talking about brother noland who's an entertainer here in hawaii and had an album out like about 20 years ago i believe and kind of a jawaiian what we call jawaiian now he was you know two decades ahead of it and brother nolan had an experience where where um he was out tracking i guess he was hunting and tracking and this is just my own take from john who was i guess heard it from brother nolan and and brother nolan's in, into this you know you know hunting and, and tracking and and kind of this nature thing. So he went to the mainland, uh, I believe it was New Mexico, and spent time with an Indian friend of his. And they went out tracking, and the guy took him out, and he said, you know, what what are we tracking today? Because he's been used to, you know, tracking, you know, wild boar or goats or things like that. And he says, oh, today we're tracking a mountain lion. He's he's like, whoa, because normally he's the tracker, but this time they were... You know, going after a, a true predator. So as they were going through, out there, I guess the tracker stopped in his in his tracks, and he said, "He said, hold hold still." And he said, "Well, he goes, I I, I um, the mountain lion is around." He said, "Well, where is it?" He said, "He's right behind us." So the mountain lion had gone behind him and was was checking them out. But I guess that was a defining moment or a kind of period in, in Brother Nolan's life where he, it changed his perspective on, on the way things were. And when he came back and did that album that they just finished up, I guess his work, he was just on fire. John's words were, he's on fire. So another thing that I'm looking at is what was the defining moment or is there a defining moment or a turning point where your life now starts to have meaning or you start to see your path more clearly what is that moment? How do you how do you identify it or how do you take advantage of it? Something to think about. Um so anyways, that's it for Evans Journal tonight. Uh tomorrow's interview is with Dr. Hank Wu, who started a company called Cellular Bioengineering and they just won an award for um uh what is it? I think it's an R&D award. Some kind of award that you you get uh, only a, I think it's twenty five or a hundred per year. Get it? The thing that they're working on is uh, cellular bioengineering, meaning that they take they can take a cornea and they can basically I don't know if you call it cloning or what, but they can regenerate it so they can create a thousand corneas. And then now they're working on I guess you take what's called plasma in the cornea, and you don't even need a cornea anymore. You can just replicate it. So these can be used for eye transplants and and research and, and so on. The other thing that they were able to do is grow nerves on a um, computer chip. So I guess, I, I don't even know, man. It's all scientific kind of stuff. But I'll let you hear about it directly from Hank, Dr. Hank Wu. And um, he'll put it into plain English because he's real good at that. Okay, so that's going to be it for Evans Journal tonight. Thanks. Bye.